Hi everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey everybody, welcome to God's Plan, Your Part. Uh, Today we are looking at Psalm 121, uh, then 123 to 125, and then 128 to 130. Now, something that could be helpful to know, just to set the context of these songs, that these are a specific category of psalms called psalms of ascent. Um, There's a couple different theories on what these are, uh, but general consensus is that these songs would have been sung by pilgrims, uh, not not with like the buckles and on the Mayflower (laughs) and stuff, uh, by, by people who were traveling to Jerusalem to worship the Lord in Jerusalem for set festivals and times. So this would have been, um, these, these songs would have been something that kind of like gathered the people around one theme. It would have been, it would have passed the time. It would have set your mind on, um, kind of what the Lord has done and what the Lord is going to do. Um, so there's, there's different themes in them. I think you, you, Jenny, you kind of seem like you want to talk about like lament a little bit. Um, there's like fear of the Lord. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but I think just like you would sing, worship songs today and they don't all mean exactly the same thing they don't they don't all come from exactly the same place uh, this would have been a collection of songs for people as they traveled and they would have been used for that so that's just kind of kind of to set the scene uh, for what we're looking at does that make sense yeah it does a little bit more now so I guess the chapters that I had read for today were 125 or excuse me 123 to 125 and something that I noticed about them, uh, was they they come from this um, like standpoint of lament, and when I when I first read this, I was like, well, why would they be lamenting as they're traveling to Jerusalem for these festivals? Like, wouldn't that be like something that they would want to be like praising and thankful that they get to go and like be a part of these festivals, these traditions, whatever? Um, but then you had mentioned something about like on their way, there were more than likely, um, issues that they would have to face, like people potentially warring against them, uh, making their travels pretty hard. Uh, but throughout these chapters, it talks about, um, them basically wanting relief from this type of scorn. Chapter 124 talks about, um, Thanksgiving of being delivered. And then one chapter, excuse me, chapter 125, uh, talks about, how if you remain faithful to the Lord, he will basically acknowledge your faithfulness. Um, So it's just like this progression, I guess, of being afraid, being thankful, and then the Lord remembering your faithfulness. That is kind of interesting as you consider the intent of the Psalms, that there are four people who are approaching Jerusalem for this extended period of worship. It's interesting that there's like lament and hope and worship like, like almost like steadfast faith in God. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of like stirring them toward what they're going to be experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, my Psalms that I read, I read 121 initially, but then I also read 128 to 130. And 128, this is this is interesting because I think it's sort of a central biblical theme. So I'm excited to talk about it a little bit. Um, one Psalm 128 is going to mention fearing the Lord uh, two different times. Uh, first in verse one, second in verse four. Um, so for example, verse four says, behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. Um, so I, I'm really interested just to talk Jenny about, um, the concept of fearing the Lord. Like what has it meant to you? Um, 
maybe like how how have you developed in your understanding of it? Because there is some conversation around what this means and what it is for us. Well, I think it's one of those situations where this word can have multiple meanings. Mm-hmm. And so first, initially, fear, you would think I would like think of like the <laughs> the more common meaning of this, like, oh, you're afraid. But I actually think of when I hear fear of the Lord, I think of like reverence and awe of who he is mm-hmm. and like respect of his place um, and understanding mine in <laughs> direct correlation yeah, to true. his. Yeah. Um, but then also I think there is an actual fear too, knowing that like, Hey, God is the reason that I wake up and breathe every single morning and that I like am able to (laughs) survive, live, whatever. So like understanding his actual power and authority is also kind of like, it's a fearful thing. Like, wow, he could do whatever he wanted in any moment of any day of any second. Um, so I think it has a couple of different meanings. For me, anyway. What about you? Um, I, I've like, I've like, <laughs> I've probably like swung on this concept so much. I don't know if that helps or hurts. Um, so growing swung up, swung from what? Both like, of those. Like, I think, I think some extremes. So I think if you if you think about this as a spectrum, um, <laughs> I think one extreme is like fear of the Lord is literally that you should be afraid of the Lord. I think there there is a case to be made. Um, in like a faith-based loving the Lord sense, there is room for people to be afraid of who God is. Well, it's interesting too, like any instance that you hear in the Bible of yeah, like that's, yeah, people yes. seeing the Lord, their first, like seeing him or like within his presence, their first uh, reaction is to always fall to the ground, faces to the ground, right? Like yeah. complete, I think both meanings of the word fear complete reverence and all of who God is like, wow, I'm completely unworthy and I need to like be on my face right now on the ground because of who you are. But at the same time, like actual literal fear, like, holy crap, that's God in front of me. So from what I can tell, and this is pretty limited, this is not, this is me just flipping to the, the glossary and kind of looking at mm-hmm. where this comes up. The first time fear of the Lord is mentioned is Deuteronomy six thirteen. It's the Lord you got, your God you shall fear. Him you shall serve, and by his name you shall swear. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the peoples who are around you. For the Lord your God in your midst is a jealous God, lest the anger of the Lord your God be kindled against you, and he destroy you from the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that seems like a big deal. <laughs> so that that seems like actual fear. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think we're supposed to be terrified of God, but I do think there is part of our faith that is scared of God. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to upset him. I don't want to offend him. So I would say, like, there is there is a part of my life where I would be on that extreme side. Like, you should be terrified of God. You don't want to offend him. I would say there was another part of my life where I swung to the opposite extreme end that is like, no, like, fear of the Lord means, like, loving him because he's like a friend and like he just like he just yearns after you so much. So where do you land now? I think more actually towards the middle, um, but probably more towards the actual fear side. And do not hear me saying like, well, you know, boys and girls, when you go to bed tonight, you should be terrified of God. <laughs> um, I I just think I there there's kind of like this thing where 
is God a king? Or, I was just going to say, he, is he a friend? Yeah, is right. he a king or mm-hmm. is he a friend? I think God is a king. I don't think he's like some <laughs> slobbering, sad ex-boyfriend who's just hoping that you will love him again. Um, God has authority. He has power. He has strength. Anybody that came close to God in the Bible was terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's not just an Old Testament concept that carries over into the New Testament where Peter... When Peter first realizes who Jesus is, he falls on his face in front of God and he says, get away from me. I am a sinner. Like he knows that Jesus is God and he is like extremely frightened. And so I think that when we are scared to some sense of who God is, it drives us to deeper obedience to him. Mm -hmm. So I think actually like a good word is, what'd you say? You said awe. Oh, like reverence. Reverence and awe. Um, I think that is... Fair. I think it's a fair concept. Matthew 10, 28 is an interesting verse to add to this conversation. Um, in Matthew 10, 28, I'm trying to flip through it here. I need to get better at buying time while I flip pages. Maybe I need to get better at it. <laughs> so Matthew 10, <laughs> uh, 10, 28, this is Jesus speaking. Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not Yikes. are not two sparrows sold for a penny, and not uh, not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than any sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. So it's interesting. In Matthew ten, Jesus is saying fear, and then fear not. Mm-hmm. And so it is kind of this idea of like be obedient to the Father. But if you're not obedient to the Father, you should be afraid. And I think that is closer to how they would have understood God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think that in David's time they would have understood God as like the slobbery ex-boyfriend that's uh-huh. just like, please come back. Um, I, I think there there would be a degree of extreme awe and extreme reverence. Mm-hmm. Like this is just this is not just any old thing that's just not a big deal. So the fear of the Lord is a very important concept in the Bible. Um, it It is, I think, some degree of actual fear for how powerful God is, how holy God is. Um, it requires us to then, I guess, to understand that we are not powerful and we are not holy um, and we are not like him. And so we need Jesus to forgive us for our sins so that we can enjoy right relationship with God. And I think that that changes the nature of our fear of God then. Mm-hmm. I think that's an important part of the conversation. So it keeps you from slippery places too of like assuming almost like likeness to God or like equal playing field. Yeah, we are we are not God. We are definitely not God. We're not even a tiny little God. So I think perhaps a year part for today, and this is something that I have been thinking through often, growing up in church, being um, a follower of Jesus for a long time. I've often thought of, like, God is my friend, Jesus is my friend, and I don't know that he definitely, like, isn't, but it's been helpful to me to also consider God as king, um, as that authority figure in my life that is holy. Um, And so I think an encouragement today would be to consider God, if you haven't before, um, as that reverent um, king that also needs to be uh, praised and is worthy of our praise and is not just some flippant friend that is 
in and out of our lives, whatever. Um, but that he is our king and is um, on his throne and worthy of praise. So just a new way to understand God if you haven't thought of him that way already. Yeah, it's like a it's like a joy and a pleasure to serve mm-hmm. in the kingdom that belongs to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, he loves us. He loves us so much. He sent his son to die for us. Mm-hmm. Like he loves us and desires to be with us. Um, but that's not something to like take lightly. Right. It's something to be like, wow, that is, that is amazing mm-hmm. that God loves me so much. Mm-hmm. And we don't earn that. That is given to us freely. So there's nothing that you did to deserve that. God actually did that while you were still a sinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we come under his lordship, under his authority, when we begin to serve in his kingdom, we don't serve to earn salvation. We serve because we have salvation. And so fear of the Lord drives us to obey him and follow him and serve him with joy, knowing that he loves us and cares about us. Hopefully that's an encouraging thing to you today. Tomorrow we will be in 2 Samuel. So we'll be turning into a new book, uh, seeing what's going on with Saul and David. (laughs) See you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing, uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Psalm 121, a song of ascents. I lift my eyes up to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is the shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep you going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Psalm 123 to 125. To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of the maidservant to the hand of her mistress. So our eyes look to the Lord our God, till he has mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have had more than enough of contempt. Our soul has had more than enough of the scorn of those who are at ease of the contempt of the proud. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive when their anger was kindled against us. Then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us the prey of their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken. And if we have escaped, our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem so that the Lord surround his people from this time forth and forevermore. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous stretch out their hand and do wrong. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good, and to those who are upright in their hearts. But those who turn aside from their crooked ways, the Lord will lead away with evildoers. Peace be upon Israel.
Psalm 128 to 130. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You shall eat the fruit of your labor of your hands. You shall be blessed and you shall be well with you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Mount Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. Greatly have they afflicted me from my youth. Let Israel now say, Greatly have they afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The plowers plowed upon my back. They made long their furrows. The Lord is righteous. He has cut the cords of the wicked. May all who hate Zion be put to shame and turned backward. Let them be like the grass on the housetops, which withers before it grows up, with which the reaper does not fill his hand, nor the binder of sheaves his arms. Nor do those who pass us by say, The blessing of the Lord may be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let my ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, shall mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord, more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope is in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.